0: You are in for a treat today, as I have my good friend, Kathy McGinn, sharing with us her experience with buying and moving to a new house after having lived in her home for over 25 years. She and her husband, Stephen, are empty nesters, and though their house served them well while they were raising their three boys, they were ready for some changes in this season of their lives. She shares with us what the house hunting process looked like for them in today's current market and how she handled packing up their entire home while renovating two houses. If you're thinking about relocating, you definitely want to tune in for today's show. Hi, and welcome to the Habits and Home Show. I'm your host, Lisa Lazat and I help busy moms bring order to their homes by downsizing and decluttering and ditching old habits in exchange for systems that bring peace and more enjoyment to their lives. We have too much stuff, not enough space or time, and lack the motivation to get our life together. We need simplified solutions to tame the chaos around us and be available, both mind and body, to experience all the joy that life has to offer. Are you ready, friend? Let's get started. First of all, let me just say welcome for being on the show with me. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm excited to have you because a lot of people are moving right now. They're moving to states that align with their values and their beliefs. And there's a lot of people going through transitions right now. And I think this could be a great topic to cover for people who have lived in their homes basically half of their life, if not more, and they're having to start over and they're having to downsize and they're going through this experience and it's just overwhelming. And I feel like you could really shed some light on this subject and help people by sharing your story and what that looked like for you. So um,
1: I totally agree. There are so many people that we know personally and hear about people are making the transition for whatever reason, real estate, Right now is the time to sell your home and time to transition. And so we, for us personally, have lived in the same home for over 20 years. So it was almost 24 years. Wow! So our, our children grew up pretty much in that home. And so we have lots of memories there and have loved it from the beginning. It was just us through that season of our life. Um, but we did talk for several years about possibly selling the home and moving into the next season of our life because our boys are now, we're empty nesters. So they are out of the home and with their own families. And so for several years, we had looked towards um, you know, the future and what that would look like for us.
0: Yeah. So what helped you make that decision to sell your home because there's a lot of memories that were made there, a lot of sentimentality, and how did you get to that point? Like, what were your what were your main reasons for you deciding to finally okay, I can let that that story or that part of my life go? And what was your motivation for you know relocating?
1: So for us personally, like I said, after the kids got out, um, not right away, but after a few years. Um, The home that we were in for 24 years was very isolated. We had a lot of land. It was beautiful. And in that structure of us growing our family and raising our boys and all of the things, it was absolutely perfect. Um, But after they were out of the home and after Stephen and I were, you know, just questioning the next phase of what we wanted that was best suited for us, you know, sometimes as parents, we do what's best for us as a family because our children are in the home. And so we had reached a point where, you know, we loved our home and loved our memories, but it was very, it was very isolated, a beautiful country setting, but we just felt like we wanted something a little different in this season of our life. And so we just kind of started talking about it, but we never it was the struggle is real. And so the emotional attachment was very real and probably more so me than him. Every time we would talk about it, we'd get excited, but I would back off.
0: Right. And
1: so, yeah, it was just, it was, it was hard to just get to that point. So we talked about it for several years. We had kind of looked, but not really looking, you know, just kind of pretend looking and, um, There was this one subdivision we just kind of kept going to that my heart was drawn to. And I kept thinking, if I ever moved, I would love to move there. It just seemed like the perfect fit for the next step. And so um, really and truly in the last year, we just decided, we sat down together and said, you know what, we think this is the right time for us to do that. And so we just um, started talking about all the positives and really made a list of pros and cons of what would make us happy you know, to do that and what would make us happy. Um, and and some of that would be, you know, the boys, like I said, they're all living outside of the home. And so it would be closer to them as well.
0: I like how you talked about how you were in the country and that served your lifestyle while you were raising your boys. But now that you're children were grown, you started thinking about what's best for you and your husband and weighing out, like you said, the pros and cons. So your, your lifestyle has completely changed. You went from the country isolated setting to now being in a subdivision. And I visited your home and your subdivision and it's beautiful. And I think it's perfect for your lifestyle now. So can you tell us some things that you liked and also disliked about your previous home and what were some of the things that you were looking for in your new home while you were house hunting what were the what were some of the boxes that your new home had to check off
1: yeah I think for all of us we always have no matter how much we love our home there's always things that when because we built that home from the ground up and so you think you're doing everything but after a few years, you're like, oh my goodness, I could have had a bigger this or more of that. And so for me, you can never have enough cabinets, closet, shelving, storage, you name it. I wanted um, lots more <laughs> of that. That was definitely one of the boxes that had to be checked off. And um, and for my husband, you know, uh, he loved it. Like I said, during that season of our life, But we had several acres of nothing but um, that was, you know, landscaping. It was part of the home, and so that was a lot of maintenance. And so for him to do that um, was, and and we did all of that, and it was several hours of. I mean, it would be a whole day for him to really work on that. And so for him in this step, I just didn't want that for him. So we definitely wanted to downsize from that structure to uh, something a little bit more manageable for us. So that was probably the two most important things. Like I just wanted lots of storage. I wanted lots of, clo- you know, and uh, the closet. And it was funny that you said that about the closet, because I had a, I had a nice walk-in closet, not to say that I didn't, but in this house, when we first looked at this house, this house had a huge one and I was sold off the closet. I could have looked, I could have just went off the closet. Your
0: closet, your closet is a nice closet. It could be a small bedroom. <laughs> and. And minimalism is not for everyone and that's okay. And I I love how your closet was nice and tidy and it was organized. And I think everybody has to know what their capacity is. And I love how you had in mind what you wanted for your lifestyle. So what did the house hunting process look like? I know we've moved a couple of times and for us, we've kind of like just fallen into our new homes, but for somebody who is maybe going through realtors and that are looking at houses that are on the market, what did that process look like for you? And do you have any fun stories to share about that? Like I mentioned before, um, when we were,
1: and really it was more me when I was pretend shopping (laughs) for another home, I really wasn't dead. I wasn't wholeheartedly convinced that I wanted to do that. I wasn't sure emotionally if I could handle it. Um, But we started looking and there is a subdivision in the Lake Park, Georgia area that I would always have Stephen ride me through. And I love the community of that. Now, you have to remember where we come from. It was very isolated, very country setting, which was absolutely perfect for us growing our boys and and having all the fun. But in this next step and journey for us, I wanted something that was a little bit more in community. And so um, this happened to be when we first decided we were going to do it. The very It was funny. The very next day, um, it was raining. I had gone to Valdosta and on my way back, I decided to run through this little subdivision. And so we you have to keep in mind, we just decided we were going to do this. And so... Um, the next door neighbor had just put the sign out for this house as a for sale by owner. Wow. And so, <laughs> yes. I mean, he literally was putting it out. I run through and so I called Steven and, and this actually the home that we ended up buying was the very first house we went into. And so I came in immediately. Steven met me over here later. We met and what turns out was our next door neighbors of now was the ones that owned this house. It, it was built by him for his parents. And so I absolutely fell in love with him and his wife. But as I walked through the front door, I just had a pull to this house. I could see things that I could change that it would be perfect for Stephen and I. And so I failed it immediately and so did Stephen. But the thing is, is Stephen was like, we have talked about this for four years. You need to look at other houses. <laughs> <laughs> we need to make sure. So he did make me look at probably 30 other We did look probably at 30, 35 other Wow. Houses. That's a lot. Well, it's a big investment. And for yes, us, it is. it's a big investment because it was. you're talking about giving up twenty, almost 24 years of lifestyle and love and memory. But if we were going to make the change, we didn't want to get into something and a year or two later be so regretful of what we left out right. and not happy.
0: Yeah. Right, I totally agree. All right, now we're going to get to the nitty gritty stuff. The stuff that I like to focus on in my service for people is: once you decided on a house, what was your packing experience like? Did oh you goodness. did you de- did you decide to downsize your possessions before you moved? after you moved um, or both, basically give us a rundown or, you know, a summary of what that looked like for you packing. What was your experience like? Yeah. So
1: I probably have known you for, like you mentioned, we've been friends for a long time. So probably, probably some of that actually benefited me, rubbed off on me because I've heard you talk about it. And I've, I've known you through the transition of, living in the bus and getting yes. into the house and all of those yes. things. And so I actually probably picked up a few cues <laughs> from you. So everybody Aww. listen, in to, her, listen <laughs> in to her cues because they're, they're amazing. Um, so for me, you're right. So for twenty almost 24 years, uh, I just started sighing. Once we, once we dove in, then the reality set in and it was yes. like, oh my goodness. And literally, I am not kidding you, um, we did definitely do a Lisa. We, we started pulling it out. I just went room for room. Mm-hmm. And I made uh, a two piles, a definite got to go pile, you know, I'm not even hesitant about. And then a pile of, hmm, do I really need this? But I'm not kind of, I'm not quite there yet. And so I kind of started it with two, I'd separate the room into two sections and I just went room for
0: room. And the first, once I
1: decided it was gone, I got it out of my house. Just go ahead and get it out.
0: Right. And then. Did you you take it straight to your car then, or did you just like let it pile up and then, or did you donate I as you much, went.
1: I had a pretty good haul unless I did one or two rooms, but I might do one or two rooms. But once I got enough, the, I felt like to free the clutter where you could see and feel the, um, that you were getting somewhere because for me, I don't like that. And it's overwhelming as enough as it is. Yeah. You don't like and the so, clutter. Yes. Yes. And so it felt freeing really. Um, to, you know, and if I knew of somebody that might want it, I was like, Hey, <laughs> yeah, here's some stuff and send it out to a few people, come get it. And then, you know, hauled it and, and went to, you can do, you know, we didn't cause we lived in such an isolated area. There might be a few big pieces that we might've put out there for sale, but for the most part, we just donated it. Right. And then I took the second pile and Steven and I would say, you know, I, I would start kind of comparing. Stuff that, like, am I holding on to this because is it really sentimental or am I hanging on? I mean, you know, I really had to do some soul searching, right? And emotionally, would find, you know, that some of this stuff doesn't really have a whole lot of meaning that you think it does when you really start digging in deep. And so, we did talk about minimum. I mean, I, I am at the point now where it's just like very simplistic. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't like a lot of clutter. I don't like, I don't need a whole lot of things, but there are some things that we're attached to obviously. And so we did keep those things, but we went through it and I mean, we really went through it and 20
0: something years of stuff is a lot of stuff. Right. So you, did you. You decluttered before you packed up. Did you do all of the decluttering and all the decision-making before you ever packed anything in boxes or did you do a room, declutter a room, and then pack up that room right away? Yes, you hit
1: it right there. So what I personally did is I took one room at a time and I decluttered that room and everything that I knew that for a fact I did not want and and then we would look back through it. We probably shipped some more stuff out of there. And then, um, and I did my boxes like color coded. So mm-hmm. I had permanent markers. Like if it was my office, it was permanent marker red and it was said office. Perfect. Um, each room had a color code to it. And um, then I would pack and box that room up and I would write on their office. And then I would write, let's say it was all books or whatever might possibly be in there. I did make a little note on there. So if I needed to open back up, Um, Then I could, I would easily be able to find it. And then in that room, we just stacked it very neatly, Um, and then off to the next room I would go. It just for me felt like it gave me a little bit more feeling of free, and I I could see that it was um, uh, it was working. I felt very uh, you know accomplished with it.
0: Right, right. Yeah. Now you know we talked through this whole process, and there are times when you're just like. Burn it all! I'm done. <laughs> how did how did you feel about that? I mean, you were doing it on your own. You didn't use a moving company. Yep. It, it, you know, Stephen's working during the day, so a lot of it laid on you. Plus, not only that, you're doing renovations in your current home to be able to sell it, and then also buying the new home and starting the renovations there. Kathy, you had a lot going on all at one time. How? did you survive and tell us like, what, what can people do when they start getting to the point of frustration? What, what did you do? Yeah. So you got to have some really great friends. Like Lisa <laughs> said. I, I reached out to
1: Lisa. She heard me crying like, Oh my gosh, I'm so over it because if, this is you, if this is where you're at, you fully are sitting here saying, oh my gosh, I get this girl so much because I understand where you're at. Um, you're excited, but when you're in the thick of it, all this stuff is moving and happening and you feel like I don't have any more energy to do it. And I did box up the whole house because my husband was working full-time outside of the home. And so it is a lot. Um, we were really trying to get it to the point where we were living bare minimum. And when I say that, I mean, everything was being, we we slept on just a bed, a mattress. <laughs> Until this, we broke everything down. We right. had it ready to go. And so, um, and that was the other thing that I think for us, we we're eating very minimally. So I was trying not to Would would either cook on the grill or something that would last a few days, or we just did sandwiches. We, we ate very light, right. Um, didn't have a lot of cooking going on. So once it was all, all boxed, it was boxed in it, you know, that helped us tremendously, but, you know, just having a few moments to meditate Mm -hmm. and, you know, for me, you know, using your essential oils or whatever it is that you do and your supplements, but, sitting in your own moment and taking some deep breaths, meditating, visualizing. I can remember sitting on our front porch at the other house. It was absolutely stunning to sit out there and just embracing the idea of what was to come and reminding myself that this too shall pass and this is going to get me there.
0: Right. And
1: this is only, we're only in the moment. And so but it's hard. It's definitely hard when you're in that moment, but it will, it does get better.
0: What do you feel like was the hardest thing for you to make a decision on? Maybe it was because your, your boys had grown up there and what was the, what was the hardest thing for you to let go? Um, I
1: think for us personally, I mean, it really was, um, a Southern charming kind of life. Right. It was simplistic isolated. Um, but it, it was, it was just a very charmed, quiet life. And so it was hard to let go of that idea in the beginning. Um, because with that went a lot of memories with my children, they grew up, you know, went to school there, they grew up there. Um, and then even in the packing process, uh, you know, letting go of some of those memories, you know, I had to go through, I, I was one of those moms, I saved everything from school. Yeah, I mean, When we started bringing stuff down from the attic, Stephen's eyes would get so big because I was the mama that had from first grade, I mean, everything from each child, every little note written, every little A, every little thing they crafted in school. So I did have to go through some of that. And if they wrote me notes, obviously that went into a a binder and and a safe. Um, but there were sort of th- certain things that, you know, um, probably the math tests from Thursday yeah. they didn't yeah. care about, yeah. but I, I did have to go through that. But I think yeah. the biggest thing for us was just letting go of the idea
0: okay. of that Southern yeah. farming life yeah. and the memories
1: we had as a family. It was the family. Oh yeah.
0: Life. Yeah. Yeah. I was talking, uh, referring more to the specific things, but I love how you brought in, you had to like. The, the letting go of this lifestyle was the hardest thing for you. A lot of people get fixated on letting go of their specific items and their attached specific items that I love how you were. It was the hardest for you to let go of this, just, this whole lifestyle and giving it up. Cause I know that your boys rode four wheelers and they, you know, they, they got muddy and just the lifestyle that y'all had. Yeah. And that's why I say,
1: I mean, I, I kind of felt like you were a m- specifics, but Lisa, the reality of, for me personally, it was the, the very um, that lifestyle, that yeah. very um, slow paced And like you say, they rode four wheelers. Um, they, they, you know, I, from their very first little tree house they built. Oh little my steps gosh, my heart. You know, we would, we could, we, I rode back on the four wheeler to probably go to that a hundred times before we moved, where they, you know, themselves took little and made steps on the tree where they, uh, you know, went up the tree. But so for me, that was the hardest thing for me. It was the lifestyle of that
0: moment for right. me, Yes. To let go of. And I know a lot of moms, especially, we're a little bit more um, sentimental towards those school projects and those things that we hold on to. So I think you hit it right, you hit the nail on the head when you said having to make yourself go through these and actually decide what's the most important and what's not important. I also remember when I came to your house and you gave me the tour, how proud you were of the artwork that was on your your walls from your husband's family, from your family. And I love how you kept those things and you've showcased them. You didn't just like hide them in a closet or, you know, stuff them just simply to have them, but you actually found a spot where you can enjoy them. And that's what I encourage people to do is to utilize and to use and to see the things that are valuable to you and not just put it in a. Storage closet, or to put it up in your attic, but to actually see those things that are most important to you.
1: Yes, yes, um, yes. I, we're very sentimental, and so um, you're referring to some paintings that were done by family. And um, when we first, uh, you know, when as I was going through things, maybe the framework didn't really go with the interior colors and shading and the style of the house. And so I just kind of sat back and thought, how can we incorporate that into our style and design of this house? And so we changed the matting, we changed the framework and made some beautiful pieces because we wanted the house to have, um, you know, that vibe to feel very comfy and inviting and come in and stay a while, but also to incorporate our family within the home.
0: That's such a good idea. That, that is a great idea because sometimes people think, the things that their parents had in their house, it doesn't match with their modern lifestyle. So I love how you mentioned just changing the framing, changing the matting and, you know, maybe not even putting it in your main living space, maybe putting it into a spare bedroom is a great idea. Kathy, I appreciate you so much for sharing your journey with us, sharing your story. I know it's going to help so many people as they go through this process of moving and having to pack up and deciding what to keep. And you're going to, you're going to help so many people. So where can listeners connect with you more on social media and what should they expect to get from you when they do follow you?
1: So I'm on Facebook. Um, they can follow me on Facebook under Kathy McGinn, or they can go on Instagram at Xena K McGinn. Um, and what they're going to find for me is just pretty much, I am a Southern girl, true and true, very simplistic. And I just talk about Things that's going on in my life. We have fur babies. I talk about our lake life, our new house, our kiddos. Um, just keeping it real and honest, and just anything that's on my heart, I'm gonna share. Just all all the goodness that comes with it. But I do share a lot about my fur babies, and I do love and de- you know interior decorating and the real estate and all the things. That's truly my vibe. So.
0: Thank you so much, Kathy, and I appreciate your friendship, and I wish you all the best in your new home, and thank you for being on the podcast.
1: Thank you for having me, Lisa.
0: Hey friend, are you ready to dive in, start decluttering, and become more productive in life and in business? Well, I have the solution for you. Head on over to habitsinhome.com freebies to grab my three-step guide for downsizing and decluttering any room in your home. This is the tried and true method I use with every client in my professional organizing business, and I know it will help you too. Also, I'd love to connect with you. You can find me hanging out with my family and renovating our farmhouse over on Instagram or Facebook. Until next time, I'm Lisa at the Habits at Home Show.